The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith. And I'm so pleased to welcome listeners from Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. You can find me at www.comebacktoyoursenses.com, on Facebook, Leah Brenda Smith, or Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and by email, Leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com. This week, the topic is Shepherds of the 21st Century. And although we don't have any relaxation techniques per se to present today, I do welcome everybody to sit back and relax and just learn about the information that I have gathered and these ideas that I'm going to present today. My interest in this topic was inspired by a bar mitzvah I attended for the son of a dear friend. I had known the young man since he was a boy in preschool. A month after the event, I wrote the young man a letter sharing my impressions of his participation in the religious religious rituals and how he interfaced with the community. I was impressed by the commitments that he declared in front of his community, and I was moved by his seeming ease as he interacted with people, young and old, family and friends, people he knew well, and others he was not so familiar with. It was clear to me that this young man possesses a lightness of being that people responded to with joy. This kind of essence is a real gift and blessing to share in the world. He struck me as a modern-day shepherd, a person whose presence exudes safety and comfort for others, a person who has a calling to guide and watch over individuals or groups of people. This experience is what prompted my thoughts around who are our modern-day shepherds and what, if anything, do they have in common? Clearly many people have felt or heard a calling within to care for others, not just to enter a caring profession, but to create an opportunity to care for a group of people who were previously, there was nothing in place to care for those who are often labeled as vulnerable or disadvantaged. 
There are so many examples of modern-day shepherds. Behind the scenes of all non-profit organizations, there is a story of one individual or family or small group of people that either identified a need that they witnessed was lacking in their community or they had a family member with needs and they were not able to find any services in the community. And as a result, they began to work. They began the work, the work of a true shepherd, the work of tending to those who are in need. Historically, many of the biblical heroes were shepherds. They tended the flocks in the field, and they also played a significant role in the religious history of the world. Symbolically, the word shepherd, the word shepherd has been used to refer to God, which is clearly portrayed in the 23rd Psalm, which begins with the phrase, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In later years, Jesus refers to himself as being the good shepherd. And with a little more investigation, we find that this theme of shepherds is not only in Jewish and Christian traditions. The prophet of Islam, Muhammad, came from a long line of shepherds, and the Sikhs also have many stories about shepherds in their traditions. Who among us has not heard the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd? This is one of the most commonly known prayers, and often when it is heard aloud or recited quietly, it encourages deep comfort and joy. It feels like a homecoming. This prayer has been read at funerals, at the bedside of the sick or dying, and in nursing homes to dementia patients who, when hearing it, are sometimes able to repeat the prayer word for word. This prayer has also been prayed in foxholes as a World War II vet reported to his pastor. In the night of his terror, when shells rained down around him, it sings shyly out of obscurity, and we are the recipients of its beautiful song. However, it is not a psalm of yesteryear. It is not some ancient nostalgic poem that happened to survive the ages. It's based on the reality of life, which is what really makes the message timeless. It addresses a need for peace and restoration, a need for guidance and God's presence during troubled times. In this psalm, we recognize God's abundance in our lives, and we are often filled with gratitude. There are modern-day shepherds all over the world, in Nepal and Peru, and when you visit the Holy Land, you'll see that there are shepherds there today also. They're not like you envision with a sweeping robe or a tunic belted with a rope. They can be found on the side of the Judean hillside, perhaps as members of the Bedouin clan, dressed in jeans and a leather jacket, with a staff in one hand and a cell phone in the other. Yet their job is taken seriously because their livelihood is dependent upon their flock. 
If you think that shepherding is a cushy job, one that's unhurried or unrestrained by the influence of modern society, then think again. It is not. It takes great insight, patience, and willingness to know your flock, not just one sheep or goat, but all of them, because harm can come to them so easily. Neot Kedumim, translated from Hebrew as ancient pastures, is a biblical landscape reserve in Israel near the town of Modin. It's situated on 635 acres of hills and valleys with hundreds of biblical and Talmudic plants, wild and domesticated animals, ancient wine presses, threshing floors and cisterns. You can meander through the fields and hills, admiring the natural plants and trees, or you can take part in the programs. There is often a Christian base associated with the word shepherd, and the organizations that choose this term to represent their ministry or the good works that they are doing in the world. Yet when all is said and done, regardless of the religious faith or background of any organization, to do good deeds in the world is to benefit all people of all faiths and all cultural backgrounds. And in this way, all acts of service fall under the umbrella of Tikkun Olam, a Hebrew term which means repairing the world. Or as the late Michael Jackson, Jackson sang out through his heart and soul, heal the world, make it a better place. A shepherd is a leader. One can be a shepherd at work, in social gatherings, or any other life situation. A shepherd is born a shepherd. It is an essence which lives inside of you. It can't really be taught. Now let's take a journey through some specific examples of modern day shepherds who choose to use the word shepherd in the title of their service, group, or organization. You will glean from the information that using this word to identify oneself denotes a certain level of commitment to quality of service that is consistent throughout all of the Shepherds' organizations. Shepherds Care Foundation provides aging in place services in a caring Christian environment and over 40 years of experience has made the Shepherds Care Foundation a recognized leader in seniors care and services in Alberta, Canada. They are unique in offering aging in place services within a caring Christian community for those with a modern, moderate income. One area that sets Shepherds Care apart from other organizations is its commitment to continually improving what they do. They want to give their best by serving seniors in the best way they can. Shepherd's Care Foundation is focused on achieving excellence in every area of the organization. Quality is about people. People committed to always improving what they do. Their Living Excellence Initiative 
is moving them along the journey of leading with their hearts and hiring people who are committed to join them in their journey of excellence. Autonomy, choice, and flexibility are the core components of their person-centered care philosophy. Their mission, should they choose to accept it, is to celebrate life in a caring Christian environment. Their vision is to be the leader in providing innovative aging in place services with excellence. Shepherd's Care staff, volunteers, and residents demonstrate their care by supporting their communities inside and outside of their buildings. The food banks in Edmonton and Barhead and a school in Guatemala for children living in an impoverished area with no education are the charities that they choose to support. These modern day shepherds are caring for the aging population of Alberta with a commitment to excellence of service and the flexibility to change the service they provide as individuals needs increase with the least amount of disruption to the aging population they serve. Their philosophy of care is certainly welcoming and wouldn't it be loverly if all elderly people requiring care could receive this level of commitment and excellence of service. The next organization is Shepherd's Ministry, guiding hearts, giving hope, turning disabilities into capabilities. Shepherd's Ministry is a nationally recognized organization founded on Jeremiah 23.4, which reads, I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing. This organization provides compassionate Christian care, vocational education and job opportunities for adults with developmental disabilities, helping them attain appropriate independence with fulfilling jobs and lives while also providing for their spiritual development. It is their desire to be the preeminent provider of Christian-centered services for people with intellectual disabilities in order to encourage them in their personal and growing relationship with Christ and support them in reaching appropriate independence. It was 1957 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when parents of a son with intellectual disabilities approached their Sunday school class and asked a probing question. Would they consider doing something for children with intellectual disabilities? The church was Garfield Baptist Spring Creek Church, and the outpouring of compassion that erupted from that class has cascaded down through multiple generations, profoundly impacting the lives of people with intellectual disabilities. At first it was babysitting and daycare, but soon the class of caring couples saw a vision for a broader ministry to other families with children who were intellectually disabled. With much prayer and even greater faith, a boarding school was established for people with intellectual disabilities. In 1964, 
Shepherd's home and school opened its doors, welcoming 36 children. At that time, little was being done in public education to address the needs of this special population. Shepherd's Home and School provided an essential service to these children and their families. Now, as the children grew and as public education began providing special education services, Shepherd's transitioned into an adult ministry, focusing on vocational training. Today, Shepherd's Enterprises provides vocational training to adults with intellectual disabilities. About 150 individuals live on their campus and many work at various jobs within Shepherd's Enterprises. In 2008, Shepherd's Ministry returned to its educational roots with the establishment of Shepherd's College, a three-year post-secondary education program for young adults with intellectual disabilities. These shepherds are good examples of people coming together and putting their faith into action to make a difference in the lives of some of the most vulnerable people, people in society. Working to support individuals with developmental disabilities attain appropriate independence, secure meaningful employment, and enjoy a good quality of life in the community, while also encouraging their spiritual development. And next, an organization a little closer to home, Shepherds of Good Hope. This organization serves multiple needs in the community, providing emergency shelter, food, clothing, health care, as well as mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual support to some of Ottawa's most vulnerable citizens. The Shepherds of Good Hope is a God-centered healing community which welcomes and values people of all faiths and beliefs. In fulfilling their mission, they support and accept one another with joy, dignity, and respect. Their belief in the power of love and prayer guide all of their actions. In providing support, their intent is to ease suffering with gentleness and compassion, to restore dignity, and to connect individuals with a feeling of home inside of themselves, where they can experience safety, inner peace, and self-love. One of my sisters, Anna Silverman, is the executive director of the, new, of the New Shepherds of Good Hope Foundation. Before starting her new position, Anna came up with a creative way to help her learn about the organization and the services that it provides from the inside out. Anna walked into the women's outreach and told them she needed a place to sleep. She wanted to understand firsthand the profile of the individuals they were serving and the process that people went through when they entered the women's shelter program. Two profound realizations came out of Anna's overnight stay. There is an underlying feeling that once you get into a shelter, you can never get out as was reflected in one woman's plight 
As well, it was clear that in order for the services to be comprehensive, the city needs additional supportive housing. More housing means more opportunities for men and women living in shelters to begin the process of building their health, mental and emotional stability, and increasing their life skills with the aim of moving into housing programs and ultimately claiming or reclaiming their independence. I went for a tour of some of the facilities and programs. I was quite impressed with the scope of the services, the person-centered approach, the attention to detail, and the bigger picture, the bigger picture of dedication to complete revitalization of each individual. Their services are layered with steps in place to help everyone that walks through the door find their path to personal autonomy. Sean, a young man who was kind enough to let Anna give me a tour of his room, was very articulate about the value that he has received. I was impressed with his insight and appreciation of what the Shepherds of Good Hope have made possible for him. He instinctively understood that it is a partnership. The Shepherds of Good Hope were doing their part by providing him with shelter, with food, a case manager, a safe and secure environment where he could begin to recover from his past take medication to balance his mental and emotional health and give him an opportunity to find pride in his gifts, abilities, and talents. Sean is an example of what is possible when an individual asks for help, opens to receive the help, and then takes responsibility for working towards making the necessary personal changes and personal choices on the path towards independence and integration into a life of their choosing. Through the Shepherds Outreach Program, Sean has become an advocate for others. Together, they go into schools to educate youth about the perils of living on the street and the importance of living healthy and productive lives. Sean is in the assisted living program within the shelter and is looking forward to moving into supportive housing in the community. He is working, finishing up his high school credits, and is planning on going on to university. I appreciated learning about their social initiative. All people need to feel appreciated and to experience their own self-worth. The homeless are no exception. They involve their clients in small jobs around Shepherds of Good Hope. And with these jobs, their clients are part of the active community and can feel that they are contributing in their own way. The philosophy as their philosophy has evolved from one of serving the homeless to journeying with them in dignity.
They are also encouraging skills training for their clients in order to help them contribute to society in whatever way they are able. In one year, clients from Shepherds of Good Hope contributed more than 8,000 hours of volunteer time around the shelter, soup kitchen, and surrounding properties. They also have a lovely Wednesday night cafe. This event takes place in the Chapel of Shepherds of Good Hope on Wednesday evenings. It's where the poor and impoverished of Ottawa can purchase a ticket for a minimal amount and be guaranteed an evening of warmth, ambience, music, and fine food in the atmosphere of Five Star Restaurant. Doesn't that sound great? No one lines up there. The special patrons are served food right at their table in a setting that is comfortable, relaxing, and dignified. The servers are all volunteers, and many of them are former clients. Those served and those who serve receive the benefit of being part of a thriving community. The values of this organization reflect the goodness of true shepherds. Dignity in providing support. Their intent is to ease suffering with gentleness and compassion. To restore dignity and to connect individuals with inner peace, helping them to find peace deep inside of themselves. Hope, bringing life-giving hope to the most vulnerable in the community, the most vulnerable who are entrusted in their care. Support, without the caring support of their community, they could not continue to assist those who have so little and require so much. Self-love, every individual needs to find their passage out of interior isolation and back into their inner wellness, a place that they can call home, a safe place within themselves. Acceptance. All people need to feel appreciated and to experience their own self-worth. The homeless, the homeless are no exception to this community. The Shepherds of Good Hope exist because their staff, volunteers, and generous donors come together to assist them in many ways. In my conversation with Sheila Burnett, excuse me, Sheila Burnett, president of the board and founding member of the Shepherds of Good Hope, she emphasized the importance of providing safe surroundings, safe interactions, and compassionate support for the often abused, terrified, and extremely vulnerable people they serve. It really was a very, uh, very uh, pleasant and pleasurable experience to go and learn about this organization and the great shepherds that they are and the vast services that they're providing for some of the most vulnerable in the city where I live, in Ottawa.
And now let's jump to the other side of the world and speak for a moment just about something called the Shepherds Conference of South Africa. It's easy to follow trends, but following the scriptures can be much harder. Therefore, each year, Grace Fellowship Pretoria brings you the South African Shepherds Conference with top quality Bible teachers from ministries overseen by Dr. John MacArthur to give extensive instruction on Bible interpretation, church leadership, philosophy of ministry, biblical counseling, preaching, current theological issues, youth ministry, and a host of other important topics. Since 1996, hundreds of pastors and lay leaders across the country have benefited from the clear, practical, and biblical teaching of this conference, Shepherd's Conference of South Africa. And imagine my surprise to find that there is a Sea Shepherd's mission. Sea Shepherds. They were established in 1977. They are the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society, an international nonprofit marine wildlife conservation organization. Their mission is to end the destruction of habitat and slaughter of wildlife in the world's oceans in order to conserve and protect ecosystems and species. Sea Shepherd uses innovative direct action tactics to investigate, document, and take action when necessary to expose and confront illegal activities on the high seas. By safeguarding the biodiversity of our delicately balanced ocean ecosystems, sea shepherds work to ensure their survival for future generations. Sea Shepherds Conservation Society was formally incorporated in the United States in 1981 in the state of Oregon. Previous to this, the idea of Sea Shepherd was formed when Captain Paul Watson founded the Earth Force Society in 1977 in Vancouver, BC, Canada. The original mandate of both organizations was marine mammal protection and conservation with an immediate goal of shutting down illegal whaling and sealing operations. By Sea Shepherd, they later expanded its mission to include all of marine life. And in 1978, with financial support from Cleveland Amory of the Fund for Animals, the Society purchased its first ship, 
a British sea twaller Westella, and we named it the Sea Shepherd. Its first mission was to sail to the ice flows of eastern Canada to interfere with the annual killing of baby harp seals known as white coats. In the same year, the Sea Shepherd hunted down and rammed the notorious, prolific, private pirate whaler, the Sierra, in a Portugal harbor, ending its famous career as the Scrooge of the Seas. Since those early days, Sea Shepherd has embarked on over 200 voyages, covering many of the world's oceans and defending and saving defenseless marine life all along the way. Who knew there was Sea Shepherds? protecting the marine life in the world's oceans. The image of the shepherd seems somewhat irrelevant in our modern-day North America. And without a doubt, this makes it quite difficult to communicate God's plan for leadership, not being able to use that well-used image of the shepherd. The picture of the shepherd fails to connect with us in the modern world. Shepherds would have been as common in earlier times as cell phones and laptops are today in North America. It's interesting, Dr. Lynn Anderson writes, I cannot find any figure equivalent to the shepherd idea in our modern urban world. Besides, if I dropped the shepherd and flock idea, I would have to tear about 500 pages out of my Bible, plus leave the modern church with a distorted, if not neutered view of spiritual leadership. The Old Testament pictures God's relationship with his people in the context of the shepherd and sheep relationship. The analogy of the shepherd and the flock finds rich expression in, as we mentioned earlier, Psalms 23 and Ezekiel 34, as God is pictured as the shepherd of Israel. Isaiah beautifully captures this image of God. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. That's from Isaiah 40, 11. Old Testament readers would have pictured this type of gentle, caring relationship between God and his people. Although like sheep, we too have gone astray. We have a good shepherd who will love us and gently lead us back to the flock. God pictured his prophets priests, and kings as shepherds. Despite the fact that some were bad shepherds and did not live up to their task, God continued to use the idea that the leaders of his people were shepherds. For example, the leaders of Judah, who were responsible for their spiritual well-being, failed miserably and led the people into sin setting them up for captivity in Babylon. My people have been lost sheep. 
their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. That's Jeremiah 56. These warnings have significance for us today. Modern leaders have been entrusted with similar life and death responsibilities. Our modern leaders. The New Testament presents Jesus as being our shepherd. And in the text, Jesus pictures himself as a loving shepherd who leaves the 99 in the open country and goes in search of the one lost. The point is that the lost sheep is as important as any of them and must be found. The fact that the shepherd puts it on his shoulders suggests the tender love of the shepherd. The shepherd and flock relationship implies at least three qualities of spiritual leadership. Relationships require availability. The shepherd must be accessible and available to the sheep. This will help the sheep know the shepherd's voice and make them willing to follow. Relationships require commitment. Shepherding requires long-term, costly commitment of self, of time and energy. It requires the building of open and authentic relationships. Relationships require trust. Through hours and days and weeks and years spent with their shepherd, sheep come to know from experience that they can trust the shepherd. Trust is earned, not demanded, and it's built over time. In a society where trust is rarely extended, the shepherd's style of leadership by its very nature inspires trust. When godly, loving, gentle shepherds first build authentic relationship with their flock, they rise up, they rise up and lead out. And people longing for true spiritual leadership will willingly follow. There was an item in Leadership Magazine which illustrates the importance of giving attention to needs, not just to numbers. During World War II, economist E.F. Schumacher, then a young statistician, worked on a farm. Each day he would count the 32 head of cattle and then turn his attention elsewhere. One day, an old farmer told him that if all he did was count the cattle, they wouldn't flourish. And sure enough, one day he counted 31. As one, one of them was dead in the bushes. Now, Schumacher understood the farmer. You must watch the quality of each animal. Look him in the eye. 
study the sheen of his coat. You may not know how many cattle you have, but you might save the life of one that is sick. Great advice, whether it's for a leader, a teacher, or a pastor. A full class or a crowded temple isn't necessarily a healthy class or a spiritual congregation. To find out people's spiritual condition, you must look them in the eye. Then you can minister to their needs. Next is a story. The story is called The Shepherd. And it's a Jewish story about prayer. And this story has been reproduced in so many different forms with so many different uh, ideas or points of view with it. It's one of those um, Talmudic tales that is often passed down through families or through generations and the storyteller will pick up the ideas or create a context that matches whatever situation would best serve whatever situation is going on. He will create an image or an idea that will best serve the individuals for the purpose that he's telling this story. So this is just one, one version of this, The Shepherd, a Jewish story about prayer. For many of us, instead of opening our hearts to prayer, religious school has had the effect of silencing our natural instinct to prayer. It's like the story of a simple shepherd who every day would offer his personal prayer to God. He would say, God, I love you so much that if you were here, I would give you half of my sheep. And if it was raining and you were cold, I would share my blanket with you. And every day, the simple shepherd would say this prayer. God, I love you so much that if you were here, I would give you half of my sheep. And if it was raining and you were cold, I would share my blanket with you. And every day he said his prayer. But on one day in particular, a great rabbi was walking by the field and he heard the shepherd he heard the shepherd praying. He ran up to him and he said to him, What? What is this? You call that praying? You've got to be kidding. What would God do with your sheep? Of what use would a blanket be to God? Here. Let me show you how to pray properly before you further desecrate God's holy name 
The rabbi then got out a prayer book and he gave the shepherd a brilliant lecture on the structure and the meaning of various prayers. He explained to the poor illiterate shepherd what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. As soon as the rabbi left, the shepherd sat there totally dumbfounded. He hadn't understood a word of what the rabbi had said to him, but he knew that the great rabbi was quite upset and that the rabbi told him. He told the simple shepherd that his prayers were not proper. So what did the shepherd do? He stopped praying. And for many of us, that's where the story ends. We stop praying. But fortunately for the shepherd, there is more to his story. Imagine this. Up in heaven, God noticed the silence. And he said, what happened to the beautiful prayers of my humble shepherd? He decided to send an angel down to earth to go and find out what was wrong. The angel found the shepherd and the shepherd told the angel the whole story of what happened when he met the rabbi and the rabbi taught him prayers and he didn't understand and so he stopped praying. The angel said, the angel said to the simple shepherd, what does that rabbi know? And then the angel asked the shepherd, would you like to see how we pray in heaven? The shepherd was exhilarated, then he instantly agreed, and the angel whisked the shepherd off to heaven. And when they arrived, the shepherd saw a heavenly host standing and proclaiming, God, I love you so much that if you were here, I would give you half of my sheep and if it was raining and you were cold, I would share my blanket with you. The shepherd happily went back to his prayers and God happily listened. And every day, the humble shepherd would pray to God and say, God, I love you so much. And if you were here, I would give you half my sheep. And if it was raining and you were cold, I would share my blanket with you. This story is based on a Talmudic tale and it's available in a book called The Days of Awe, Stories for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur by Eric Kimmel. I love that story. 
it's so beautiful and so simple and really makes the point. Really makes that point of the simple prayer, the prayer from your heart, the prayer that is earnest, the prayer of a shepherd. Hmm. You know, today we've walked through the valley of the shepherds. And I want to leave you with leave you with questions to ponder for yourself. Such as, are you a shepherd of the 21st century? Do you sense that you have been chosen to be of service to others? Think about it. Some of you may have felt that inside of yourselves. Take heed and respond. Find ways to contribute to an initiative that's already up and running in your community. Or if you're stirred inside, stirred inside to use your specific gifts, abilities, and talents to create a new initiative to tend to the hearts and souls of humanity. Make a plan. Make a plan for yourself and ask for help and take some action. If you have the inspiration inside of yourself, it's there for a reason. I always think that we have the gifts and abilities and talents inside of ourselves to live the life that we came to live. And it's not uncommon for people to recognize gifts that they have, talents that they have, abilities that they have, that they're never using. They sometimes, uh, oh, I uh, ran into a woman this morning. She said that uh, it was on the back burner. That's a very common expression we hear. My dreams are on the back burner. My joy, my bliss is on the back burner. Imagine that. The true inspiration and gifts of your life simmering in the background all of the time. I encourage you to recognize, recognize that place of the essence of the shepherd inside of yourself. And that trusting and knowing that the gifts that you have inside of yourself are there for a purpose. And always the gifts that we have are to be shared with the world. I, I encourage you, I encourage you to take heart with that and start to allow those seeds to, to germinate and start to at least start to bring these ideas more to the forefront of your mind and to the forefront of your experience so that you can find a way to bring that into action and make it real in the world. As we mentioned earlier through the experiences of some of these shepherd organizations, there is that understanding that everybody needs to have an opportunity to contribute. That's part of what gives us our vitality and our life energy. I'd just like you to think about it. Think about it, ponder about these things, and just know if there is 
if there is something something for you to bring forward into the world, that the help that you need to do that will come to you. As soon as you bring your focus and your attention directly on directly on to what it is that you'd like to share or identifying a need in the community that you say, I'm able, I'm capable, I want to respond to that. Shepherds, shepherds of the 21st century. Next week, well actually tomorrow, I'm traveling. And I'm actually uh, going to Phoenix. That's one of my stops on my journey. And uh, so next week's show, I will actually be recording live from a retreat center uh, called Miraval, where I'm there taking a course in life force energy certification for a life force energy coach with Deborah King. And right when the program ends, it's time for the live show of Come Back to Your Senses Radio. So I'll be broadcasting the show live next Thursday from Miraval near Tucson. And then I'll also have the opportunity to go to Voice America and record a show in the studio. I hope you enjoyed the presentation that I gave today and the idea of how it is that we can take that which is inside of us and bring that into the world to help others. And then next week, the show is on spirit guides and helping you find ways to quieten in yourself and welcome, welcome the support of your guardian angel and of other spirit guides to help you with your life and to help you even with things that you may identify in yourself that you would like to share in the world, the gifts that have been placed inside of you to share with others. And then the following show will be on animal medicine. So I thank you for tuning in today and listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. It's always a pleasure to have the opportunity to share with you and I encourage you, if any of you have ideas or topics of something that you would like to hear me put a show together and speak about, then please send me an email, leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com, and I'd be happy to look at the possibility of doing that. So in the meantime, until next week, I welcome you to relax and enjoy life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.